All right, welcome back to another episode of Film Nerds. Uh, I'm James. What's up, everybody? I'm Theo. And let's get into it. Uh, today we are going to be talking about the movie that won the poll that we posted on, on Facebook, which was between Men in Black International and Shaft, and of course Shaft, uh, Shaft won the poll. So honestly, uh, not much of a uh, surprise for real. But considering that most of our peers are black, you know, I kind of expected everybody to pick Shaft. Okay. <laughs> what you thought people go? Oh, no, I don't know. I was uh, neutral. Or I didn't. I I didn't really. I didn't have any special expectation. I thought it was a little, maybe a little closer. I mean, not seventy percent, but you know, I didn't really have any 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 expectation. I mean, I got to see both of them. So. Well, I mean, I like I I knew my heart shit I was gonna win because like because like I, I know ninety percent of my friends are are black. Mm-hmm. Uh, so most of them, I know most people would go go for Shaft anyways. But it's Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say it was Samuel Jackson compared to Hemsworth, but it's more of a. Their audience is a more African American uh, minority uh, audience range compared to Men in Black. Men in Black to me has always been like popular, so everybody can kind of go see it, you know, mm-hmm. and not feel segregated or outside or like, oh, I don't understand that cultural reference. <laughs> yeah, true. But looking at you know <laughs> our target, like target audience, you know, what is our it target was- audience? <laughs> <laughs> to my knowledge, it's just all, all our friends, <laughs> you know. Uh, but Shav, which is originally played by Richard Roundtree in the first original four movies that came out in the in the seventies, uh, it was it pretty much came out came out in the area of the whole. I'm I'm, I'm gonna butcher this. I know it's black protection. Um, well, protection, yeah. yes. Like you know, I came around with all these movies coming out, you know, such as you know, you have your Foxy Brown, Brown. your Cleopatra yeah. Jones, uh, Dolomite, the Black Dynamite, you know, and, and so much more. Those pit movies, <laughs> you know, it was a time where black people were actually making movies for black people, you know, and creating different fictional characters. You know, you, know, you got your Shaft, who's Kind of, I guess you kind of resemble James Bond a little bit. He, I guess you say he liked the black James Bond, mm-hmm. you know. So like, it was, this is really around the time where black people was uh, doing stuff, doing our own stuff. I do have an issue now because I know a lot of times when we started doing our own stuff, one of the reasons why we wanted to do it because we felt like a lot of our characters uh, were typecast, you know, the drug dealer, the pimp, and stuff like that. But even in these movies. We still had those type of characters that would have been in typical, yeah, you know, suburban atmosphere type of movies. You know, at them times, you know, what I'm saying, like for instance, like I think Starkey and Hutch was one of those that came out in the seventies. The black person was a the main black person was a pimp, <laughs> you know. So, I guess. Yeah, but again, well, I guess uh, yeah, because Starkey and Hutch wasn't a Black, um, black movie. Right, but those characters. Yeah, those characters arts. Yeah, um, we still had those. What we were, what they were complaining about was that yeah. the only black person you see, if it, they're a pimp, they're a hustler, a hustler, they're a prostitute, you know, those type of negative. But in these movies, I guess, well, I guess because the difference is with this movie is that because it's still in that environment, mm-hmm. we still talking about like New York, Chicago, Detroit. Midwest, South. Well, I don't think most of them are South, but well, some of them were. Yeah, some of them were South because they have to. They had to deal with the racism and stuff like that. Um, you had them in a higher power, so I guess I can I can kind of see that because even like you said with Chaff, the Dolomites. I mean, yeah, we had the pimp movies, but I guess you get those regardless. Mm-hmm. But even like the Foxy Brown movies, um, she was kind of like a strong female lead mm-hmm. that we're 
kind of like asking for nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, doing exactly what they want nowadays. I yeah. mean, she was oppressed and she ended up, you know, getting with the people and backing them up and people followed her to what she wanted, to what she needed them to do. So I guess we can see that because in her movies, she was that strong black independent woman, mm-hmm. you know, busting down doors and stuff like <laughs> stuff like that. So Yeah, pretty much doing what the men's action characters right. was doing. Right. You know. But her stuff was kinda more believable. <laughs> you know. It wasn't like she was like taking out three guys. She normally had help. <laughs> now she did some dirty stuff though, you know, like she she had tricks and depending on which 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 movie you've seen, you know, she'd probably have tricks or she did some little cunning stuff. Like, I think she got kidnapped one day. And uh, she had an iron, you know, she twisted. And, you know, stabbed the dude and then used his body. You know, kind of mm-hmm. made sense, you know. Yeah. But she did get cat- captured a couple times in her movies and she did get beat up, so. Well, that happens with almost every, every character. Yeah. yeah. But, Chav, the 2019 <laughs> uh, movie is directed by Tim Story and written by Kenye Barris and Alex Barlow. Um, You may recognize Tim Story. Um, He's the guy who directed Barbershop. Both the original Fantastic Four movies, which I did not know. Um, Taxi and both Think Like a Man. He He did both of them? Yes. And Ride Along. And the movie stars Seminole Jackson, Richard Roundtree, Jesse Usher, Regina Hall, and Alexandra Shipp. <laughs> so, of course, you, 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 you everybody should know who Samuel Jackson is. Uh, and Richard Roundtree, he's the original Shab. Um, But you may recognize Jesse Usher in the TV show on, I believe it comes on Stars. Well, it used to come on Stars. Um, Survivor's Remorse. And he also played in um, Independence Day resurgence. Okay, so he was the he was the grown up son. Yes. Yes. So he was the lead in that one. They're pretty good with that one. And then we got Miss Ship. And Alexandria, you uh may you may know her from she played Aaliyah in the uh Lifetime not, what's the Lifetime movie? It doesn't matter. Say that to you. People hate that movie. I think she yeah, they they the writing I heard the writing was really bad on that one. Yeah. I'm not going to knock her because I've seen her performances. And she also played Storm in the last two X-Men movies. And she was in Drumline, too. I didn't did see the one. Well, I didn't see the one. She did pretty good. But we know we see her in Storm. And then I think she's in The, the Dark Phoenix also playing that Storm, too. Yeah, um, the last two X-Men movies. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a crazy haircut. And which I, I I didn't know I honestly did not know it was her until I went like oh snap that is her uh, yeah I guess because you know the hairstyle and they kind of she looks toned a little darker a little yes, bit yes I, I noticed that because when you look at the pictures yeah and the way that they did her in the shaft I never knew she was I want to say like Tanisha uh, Campbell light skin like what we call high <laughs> yeah because she's super light. And I and she's a lighter color, you know, and mm-hmm. as Storm, you know, they kind of kept her close to like three shades lighter than Harry, Holly Berry. So, <laughs> but she does that coffee and cream type color, yeah. but she's super light. <laughs> yeah, she is. You know, which is why I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't recognize, you know, the character, like who she was till I went in, like looked at looked at the movie, like, oh wait, she played Storm. Like that's so? Actually, because Aaliyah was, no, Aaliyah was kind of brown, yeah. right? Because in Drumline, she's kind of, she's not, you don't see that color either. She's a little darker also, mm-hmm. like she had a suntan. So, yeah, this is the first time I, I would say I've seen her probably as her natural color. <laughs> <laughs> and she also plays in Straight Outta Compton and Love, Simon. I don't know where she was in Straight Outta Compton. I have to watch it because yeah. I do not recognize her. I think she's one of the wives. And because she's light-skinned, I want to say she was Ice Cube. She she, she plays Ice Cube. Because I think Ice, yeah, Ice Cube has a light-skinned wife. So I want to say she played his wife. 
Uh, and of course, you know, we all know Virginia Hart, she's, she goes back, you know, she's, she's another, another I guess, big movie. Big, <laughs> big, act, big actress. Uh, and according to, well, I, black culture, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, us as black folks, we know who Virginia Hall is. Uh, but I guess for those who is not, she, she, she usually, she plays in the, uh, scary movies. I know one and two. Right. Um, she, she plays in Think Like a Man. I think those are the two that's made her popular against everybody. Because scary movie, everybody watches. That's yeah. every generation. And then because of Steve Harvey, because Steve Harvey is a popular celebrity, kind of, those are two I definitely think people would know her from that one compared to her other words. And she also um, is the voice of in, in Blue Dogs. No, no. No, 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 I'm I'm thinking of Virginia King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Never mind. <laughs> But yeah, Think Like a Man, Scary Movies is two of the big ones, and she's appeared in a lot of other, a lot, a lot of films. I was about to say it, no, that wasn't her. But um, according to IMDb, John Shaft Jr., a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, enlists his family's help to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death. Cybersecurity degree. I ain't did none of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what are your thoughts on the plot of the movie, and how do you feel about it? The plot of the movie, I had no idea it was going to go that way. Um, just a whole abandoned as a child type thing, and him, the way he met his father. You know, I think it worked. I really, honestly. I can't really say nothing bad about it because I didn't even expect, I never considered that type of concept, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, for, for me, I, I would have just, I would have took it as like he was a bad kid and they came after them, help him get him out of the gym or that type thing or, you know, well, kind of like a friend, somebody died and he needed revenge. I thought it would have been more of a revenge type thing. But no, I see. It's a revenge type of thing. His friend dies, and he goes to his father to pretty much help solve the case. Yeah, uh, but it is not a bang bang shoot right, right. up, you know, revenge type story. Dad, I seen the I seen my murder. The murder that well, we agree. That's pretty much it. What was the other question? No, I don't know how you feel about it? What are your thoughts on how you feel about it? The way. Yeah, the way that they did the whole thing, I enjoyed it. You know, I thought the plot was pretty well thought out. It wasn't complicated, um, but it also provided enough depth and simplicity to, to keep the movie entertaining and yet also prevented it from being just another mindless action comedy movie. You know? I agree. Like, typically with movies like this, like, you get the, a lot of the over-the-top, silly... Uh, comedy moments and it's just littered with plot holes that don't really make sense and like and also sometimes it tries to be smarter than what it really is mm-hmm. but I felt like with this movie it was simple enough but also smart enough right. to keep you both uh, entertained on a comedy and fun level and to be able to follow the plot and uh, not have to uh, disband all um, belief all right. in the movie, you know. Because, uh, just to add on that too, like let's say Riding Along. Mm-hmm. I got the little buddy cop type feeling, <laughs> buddy buddy type film through it, but for instance, have you, how you described it, it had other elements and they kept it simple. Like they kept the action very realistic, you know, which I, which I, I honestly enjoy. It wasn't, it wasn't on the bad boy <laughs> uh-huh. type thing. Um, they didn't make they didn't make shaft neither none of the shafts superhuman, you know, where they could take bullets and stuff like that. They didn't they kept it and then that's even like ride along, they didn't go with the over the top comedy. Mm-hmm. They threw in some slapstick that actually worked, which was good because it worked in that scenario. <laughs> like the mm-hmm. coconut water, 
you know, the bar scene when he threw up on the girl. Uh-huh. That can happen, you know what I'm saying, in real life. <laughs> it was natural, you know. And then Samuel L. Jackson with the coconut water, you could tell. We've seen movies where we just knew he was going to react in, in that type of way. So True. And for those who haven't seen, seen the movie yet, uh, it's a scene where after um, he takes his son to the club, he gets drunk and they kind of have a moment, you know, well, well he, he had like this father moment because he's, he's, he's finally be able to take care of his son mm-hmm. and he's passed out on, on the couch on, um, in the bed and he asks for a, well, before he passes out, he asks for a coconut water, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, he goes to the fridge, he gets it and by the time he comes back, he's already passed out. So he tries to Try it out and drink it, and of course it's it's nasty. So he bombs it up into <laughs> his his book bag. Yeah, I would be mad at the book bag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I kind of saw it happening, you know, since he told him to use right, this right. to <laughs> vomit, and as soon as like he he you know he threw the, he threw the, the water back. Yeah, I knew he was. And I like the way that they made it where he was estranged. Mm-hmm. But they didn't put, they didn't give it to us. So they allowed us to see Junior's anger. Mm-hmm. They allowed us, and then the fact that you know, because I, I, I do think like in real life, a lot of like fathers, and it might be mothers, but for most of the time with fathers, a lot of fathers feel if they're not with their kids or they didn't, they feel like it's always too late. Mm-hmm. And I was the type of person I didn't grow up with with my father or like that. And I always believe it's not too late until it's up to that child. But at the end of the day, because we see plenty of movies where they come back and yeah, the child has that temperature tantrum type thing where I hate you. Why did, why now type of question? But at the end of the day, they're able or they end up, some of them have to talk to somebody and be like, Hey, you know, that was the past, mm-hmm. live in the present, that whole live in the present type thing. And they end up giving that person a chance, yeah. you know? So. I kind of like that because you could see that there's an issue. <laughs> and I felt like he kind of felt like, dang, it's too late. You know, what can I do? And then that's where that moment with the alcohol and even with him trying to teach him um, just how to how to get game. <laughs> you know, like it seemed kind of bad because, you know, he would be kind of like the. Uh, what's, what's the word that we call uh, guys? Uh, yes. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, he kind of he did. But some of those techniques actually do work because we do have to be a little aggressive in pursuing the girl. So, like in his love interest, it kind of helped <laughs> to a certain in some some yeah. stages. Because, <laughs> like, um, like that's actually one of the things that I did like about, about the movie how they used the whole uh, father abandonment issue, and I, and, and, and they did it in a way. And I guess in the I guess I would say in a positive way, mm-hmm. you know, even though it starts off as a negative, which, you know, a lot, of, a lot of, especially in the black community, even though it's not really limited to just the black, you know, community, but right. a lot of us grew out, grew up without out, uh, fathers and how you, you can see Junior's, like you said, his frustration, his, his anger towards his father for not, for not being there. But also at the same time, he is willing to move past it enough to help and able to help his um, solve his friend's um, case or death. But as they, both as both of them get to um, start spending time, they start uh, developing a a bond, right. you know, and and like it, it kind of like movie kind of teaches you. It shows you that it's never really too late. All right. Just as long as everybody everybody is able and willing to move past the past and like and, and accept, accept um everybody's mistakes and shortcomings and just move past everything. Right. Which they was able able to do throughout the course of the movie. You know. Yeah, because like I said, there was there's plenty of movies that use that concept. Because I even seen it where it was a father hmm. with a daughter. But the daughter only used him because she was getting bullied in school. <laughs> but he left because of his lifestyle. And I kind of like how they made that the reason to make him seem like he was selfish, but he really wasn't. Yes. I, I, I like that because it really kind of 
it tricked the audience to make him feel like a jerk. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it did because it the they kept it a secret to near the end because and they didn't spoil it. It was just like man. You kind of was rooting for Junior because it was just like, man, why you really being patient with him? You know, you're really trying to make it work. But then they, you know, they got it where they made him look bad. They made Shaf look bad a couple of times. But at the end of the day. You did Shaf and Shaf, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it, it really was, he was trying to be the best father that he, he could be. And that's the problem that we have to understand being parents or just that type of lifestyle. Um, you got to figure out which one you want to be. So he, I, I just felt like he, he knew his situation. He did what he felt was right mm-hmm. by logic. Cause I know some people would feel like, Oh, well, you should have just did this and this and this, you know, but logically that's what he felt was, was the best interest for him, you know? It's, um, well, the movie paints the picture of him abandoning, uh, his abandoning him in the beginning of the movie. And like it, it makes you believe that he is accepting. Well, he's not willing to stop being who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they use you know being Shaft, right. you know, and we all know uh, growing up what what kind of guy. Even you know, just stemming from the grandfather, what kind of person Shaft really is? You no, know, right. uh, the badass, misogynistic uh, type of character, and. Like it makes you paint as a picture that he's not willing to leave that lifestyle, the whole all that and the violence, whatnot, over his family, you know. Right. But like as you said in the end of the movie, it is revealed on why he did what he did. And which you um you find out it's because of the main bad guy who put the hit out. Who who he thought was on was on him, but the hit was actually on his son. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guy wanted to take away the only thing that uh, I guess he said he really cared about. Right. You know, so he felt like, well, he put the people that I, that, that he loved in danger, so he couldn't let that go. Right. You know, so he said that dude died. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he felt like, as long as this guy is still out there, uh, I I have to get him. No matter what. And when they do explain that part about the guy he wants to kill, they also makes it look like he was selfish. Like, he was just, I have to kill this dude. And I don't care about my family. I have to kill this dude because he shot at me. And most people, like I said, by feelings, you would be saying, okay, well, look, just move. You're alive. Just get away from that guy. But we don't learn that that, that boss, mm-hmm. his whole... His whole, his whole intentions was to kill the son, which means that he was going to keep looking for him as long as Chap was yeah. <laughs> alive. So it also helped that he did leave because that threw off the scent. You know what I'm saying? Because he kind of separated from them. And they do explain that the mother told him, um, leave us alone until you can, until you can, um, until you can lead that lifestyle mm-hmm. but he felt like which is still good because now that he he knew that he was when he finds out that he's not the primary target he felt like it was never safe until this dude was off the streets or locked up so yeah. he was going to come back anyway but it wouldn't matter anyway because his whole intentions was to kill his son yeah. you know what i'm saying so at the it, it kind of worked out for sheriff both ways you know because he needed to get that dude off the streets whether it's dead or in the jail, for him to really enjoy his son, because the dude ran the, ran the city. So as long as they was in the city, now that where that's where it can come, where people feel like, okay, you should just move. <laughs> yeah, but we also we all know that as men, we do have our stubborn pride. Right, he did know? have his ego, yeah, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. And, and then it would have made it. And then some people, like you said, the pride. It kind of seemed like, because he's tough enough. Oh, he ran. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because he do have it. And, and probably in the movie, you probably know a lot of people like power. I mean, we we're built for power, so he had that power. Like you can even see in the movies, um, even though he's kind of look kind of like retired, 
or just laid back, not as active as mm-hmm. probably he were back in the day. But his name still had and weight. Had weight. As soon as they found out oh, that was yeah. his name, they were like, Ooh. "Oh, yeah." <laughs> it was kind of like the. It's kind of like how John Wick was, you know. <laughs> like even though John Wick was retired, his name still hold. And a lot of people don't want to leave that because that's the thing where they say a king, you can't, you can't take the power away from the king, and it makes sense, you know, to have the power of your name. And then if you leave, you got to build all that all over again. Yeah. Like people walk around, and you can see it. By his his mannerism, he'll walk across the in the middle of the street. Now we know people walking across the street got the right of way, <laughs> but you can definitely see he didn't care. Now he couldn't do that in no other city. He would definitely look both ways, but in his home city, <laughs> oh yeah, he's looking straight ahead across the street. He's not looking both ways. <laughs> like, like, I don't think that will happen no matter where he went. He's like, you know what, like. You could stop with me, you know. <laughs> I mean, people have that presence, but somewhere new, you know, maybe, you know, but he would still have to start it up again and hold another neighborhood and then, you know, just to build a rep. I mean, it's the same thing like when we leave high school. Like, if you leave your high school, you know, that's one of the reasons why sometimes we don't want to grow up and switch schools because you have everything set. You got your friends, you got your clique, <laughs> you have your reputation. You have to start all that. All that all over again. Yeah, you know? true. And then if he's doing, and then you gotta remember too, if he's an ex cop, he has a lot of networking. He has a lot of behind the scenes. Like if he needs something, he can get it. So it kind of makes sense. Like I said, in a lot of ways where he feel like, I mean, think about it. he got he 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 know he knows the drug dealers because I mean, there's a scene with Redman who's an under you know what an underground lord. This guy is able to look up somebody for him yeah. that's not in law enforcement and give him all the information. He can go to another city and he has to start all those contacts. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> he got to start way over. So I can see why with pride and everything else, just leaving because, like I said, it's hard even graduating from high school and starting over. It's really harder to move and start in new places. And somebody like that who has that power, he can go up to a drug dealer boss. People know him. <laughs> he can walk up to the door like, <laughs> I, I can see, I can understand. You know, like another thing that I really like about the movie is how they uh, show kind of show the difference, the difference in the gap generation of the old school to new school. How like when you first see his son, he looked look at how he dressed, you know, okay, like and the different culture clashes mm-hmm. that, you know, that the people of the yesteryears is not really accustomed to, right. you know. Like that coconut water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and technology and, and certain things on, on that nature, you know. Like, it was, it was how um, he was looking at his son and how he dealt with females, you know, like, like he, the kind of made questions like, like you, you, you like um like girls whatnot you know <laughs> you know like it was a lot of things that made him kind of question and the fact that he wasn't really used to the the younger people gen- generation you right. know well because and that makes sense too because guys were a little bit more aggressive where now we have to be a little bit more cautious nowadays but I mean that that that's a good point because they even show with the with the grandfather. Yeah. Old folks back in his day didn't have to lock doors. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he has all this stuff and his doors is open because, I mean, it makes sense. And he has that reputation. Like, who's going to rob me? Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's going to, you know? Who the red mind is going to walk in and try to rob me? And it's yeah. kind of like, even though we bring up John Wick, <laughs> it's one of those things too. Who's going to take this car? You know, because that's one of the issues. Somebody took his car and. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like, do you know who car this is? <laughs> so, it, yeah, I could definitely see, but you know, nobody. Yeah, it, it was they they played it really well. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's kind of funny because even though he was he was that that whole alpha male type thing that they want to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Regina Hall character still put him in his place. <laughs> Which, to be honest, at the end of the day, depending on certain situations. Women have a lot of power. Like it just, uh, it just shows that 
even with the whole alpha male, mm-hmm. there's always that. There's always gonna be that one female mm-hmm. that does have that ability over you, right? Because that wasn't gonna work with him with any this female, you know. Any female who, any, any other female, who, like he, he probably would not take that phone, you right? Because um um he stated like earlier in the movie, like, well, there's always that one woman, you mm-hmm. know. And for him, that was was her, even though she kind of got away due to the choices and the situation, whatnot. But you know, yeah, like there's like it just shows that there's always gonna be that one female that that have that power. <laughs> but see, too, it also goes to the fact that <laughs> you know, guys want to. They say we have that ability that we always want to conquer something. And he couldn't conquer it because Marie kept messing. <laughs> he really was messing up those moments. Those little, they had good moments. And I did like the fact that they allowed her to be feminine strong. You know, like she didn't mm-hmm. have to cuss in his face. You know, typically in, in our in our movies, they got to put their hands in their face. They got to put their fingers and stuff. And we've seen mm-hmm. Regina Hall. Yeah. She was still able to be ladylike and still make her. And I'm, I'm like, yo, this was cool. Because... She wasn't afraid of him. <laughs> yeah. It it wasn't. You know, it it wasn't. She didn't have to do that. And it worked. When she said no, it meant no. You know, and she was able to talk to him like like a person. Mm-hmm. And he responded like he's supposed to. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, it's a part of the movie after um, after um, she first finds out that him and Junior actually was was spending time together mm-hmm. and they go to pretty much well, try to come to his aid after they find out that there's a hit on them. Right. Uh but Junior manages manages to take care of the guy by himself. That was nice. And yeah. It was, it Even was though awesome. we forgot that he was in the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> they do train. <laughs> <laughs> and um like it's a part where like she was telling him before then that he has to protect, like, his, as a father, your job is to protect him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But even though her thing is by protecting him to keep him away from the, this lifestyle, you know, right. whatnot. So, uh, Junior is telling him, like, yeah, so, uh, I found out that the hit came from, uh, uh, Benny, uh, whatnot, and, you know, like, um, trying to find out the next move. And the whole time, she's behind Junior. Looking at Samuel Jackson, giving the eye like you know, like you better not, you know, uh, bring him like you better not bring him uh, more into you no know, more of this trouble. But don't forget to um, just to add on that. Uh-huh. Uh, remember when they did first come up with the plan? Um, Junior works for the <clears throat> the FBI, so <laughs> when they first decided to get the information, Shaft told them. Hey, we're gonna do it the street way, right. not the legal way. Right. So then that goes to what you was, you yeah, know, just to get more information to the audience. True, true. Yeah, so like, so Junior is looking is, is really eager to continue the street way, right? And I like how you say that, yes, because that's <laughs> not exactly what happened. So, so Samuel Jackson looking at Virginia Hall, who's standing behind Junior, giving giving him the eye. You know, like, you know, she has that, you know, that you know, you better not, you know, look. And he goes. Well, um, this is the time where <laughs> you do the legal way. <laughs> so he kind of punks down a little bit, you know, like. <laughs> but that wasn't gonna fly with just any other female, All right? <laughs> and I kind of like the fact how they let Junior become masculine yeah. because, <clears throat> and I kind of hate what we got this going on right now. Like you can go on YouTube right now, and they got. All types. Of, oh, yeah, alpha male, beta male. Yeah, if you're a beta male, you this. And it's like, well, in life, because in that situation, if you look at Shaft, Shaft would be considered alpha male. But if we look at animals, the beta male is that person who's able to step up. Then it depends if you use all the letters. Like, if you go all the way to Sigma, because sometimes I feel like I'm probably that Sigma. Like, I can be in charge, but sometimes I choose not to, <laughs> you know. And we know there's different dynamics. Because, like, let's say any movie where it got, like, more than three guys in a group. Let's mm-hmm. say, like, the cast of Lost, or even, uh, I don't want to say X-Men, since everybody... Okay, we can use the Avengers. Okay, if Tony Starks is the leader, there's always two leaders backed up. Or, like, Fast and the Furious. 
who's the second leader? If, if Vin Diesel was the number one alpha and you always had Paul Walker, then it goes to ludicrous, <laughs> you know, in, in those situations. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my thing is that, like, for instance, if we use Fast and Furious, well, we, we know Paul Walker is an alpha male. We know Vin Diesel is alpha male, <laughs> you know, but we don't consider him a punk because he submit. We'll use the word submitting under the leadership role of Vin Diesel. We wouldn't do that. Just like if you were, it's, it's not that different where you have The Rock and, you know, like you have Kevin Hart character. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that dynamic. But in those situations, it's kind of, you know, I kind of like how they made it work. Because they also made it work where he didn't have to be that that old school alpha, alpha male type attitude and be mean. Because a lot of people don't understand that a lot of women are attracted to masculinity just by you being doing certain manly things. Yeah. So like when he pulled out the gun, even <laughs> she was turned on right then and there and they showed it. And it was just the fact that one of the things that they like about us is the fact that you don't have to, Hey baby, shut up. Listen to me. You just have to show that you can protect. Like one of our things is protect me. And that's what he did. Baby, give me that gun. I hate guns, but give me the gun. He checked it. Next thing you know, she just like, dang, okay. <laughs> and he just takes it over, you know. And I like how they do that because it's like compared to like Shaft and even James Bond, they kind of like do it in a, we could say like maybe a negative way where in that scene, they use it to show like, yo, you can get a chick hot just by doing what you got to do when it's need to be done. Yeah. Because in other movies, they have it where the dude just beat up a guy just to show he's tough. He didn't. He did it. He showed his masculinity, toughness to protect her and to protect himself. Where it just then he just didn't walk up. Hey, babe, I'm gonna get you in this club. Hey, you can't get in with your password. Boom, and just beat him up. <laughs> now he kind of tried to do that. Now he kind of, kind of did that at the club, where he did just try to step up, you know, <laughs> and try to defend. That kind of worked a little bit. Too, I guess. Well, like, also, in that time he was drunk. So. Right. And we don't really know what the relationship was because, you know, we do know, we're aware that some guys can be broken up and still claim the girl. So we couldn't really tell what their relationship was, in my in my, in my, my opinion. You know, like, uh, I could, like in, in that scene, like, I couldn't really tell why the dude was upset. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, it was in the background. Right. Um, because, uh, Timothy Jackson was talking to Beth Amelia at, at the time, and you can see in the background that, uh, this guy, for whatever reason, was stepping up to him, uh, for whoever, you know. Well, they was getting on the fact that they were out in the club. They were, they were checking the girls, and because he was with them, they checked him. It, it, it went kind of fast, mm-hmm. but I could hear him. Cause like you said, it was a lot of stuff, but I can hear what he was saying. Yeah, even though that was a pretty dope scene too, because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. I'm getting, I'm getting the fire style he was using. Uh, oh, Caparello. Yeah, Caparello. I thought it was drunk and punch because he made sure he kept drinking. <laughs> like I feel like it was like it was a blend of coming up of that mm-hmm. and the drunken style, right? Because the fact that he was drunk, you know, and he kept drinking but stuff. But the moves I've seen that he did, like sliding under the guy and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I. I normally see that in like when Jackie Chan does it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, a lot of people who watch martial arts movies is the one dude that we really see does Caparella that's really popular is the guy with the dreads. I can't remember his name. But if you've seen Protector. the Street Fighter, huh? Yeah, if you've seen Protect- Protector, uh the Street Fighter movie, um Street Fighter movie. Yeah, he played DJ one in one of those movies. Oh, you the, the the original? Nah, he wasn't in the original. He's in one of the newer ones. But if not, he's in Never Back Down. But anytime they have, he's in Never Back Down. He does the you said the protector. So I think I think on Bonk two, he's in that one too. No, mm-hmm. on Bonk, he's in on Bonk. But this guy plays anytime they need a Caparella person <laughs> style. He knows out of all the movies he's done this, and he done like I can name. If I knew all of them, I can at least, in my head, I see like eight of movies that he's done. i never seen this dude do, do anything like they've done. Now, I did see the leg where he catch him by his leg and mm-hmm. he fall down and, you know, flips out the way. So, yeah. Like, for those who don't know what that kind of style is, if you are a Tekken fighting game fan, right. um, the character Eddie, um, Eddie Gorgo. Yes, he was Eddie Gorgo. Yeah. That's what I want to say. 
I said Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Street Fighter. Like, uh, no, no, no. only been two Street Fighter. <laughs> well, DJ is in Street Fighter. He was a Caparella. Yeah, he was Caparella. Yeah, but only he was in any of the movies. No, I think he was, but he didn't. Uh, he had a small role. Probably in the in the very first one. Like yeah, the one with uh, I think he was in the one with uh, with, uh John Carpenter. Yes, but he didn't really fight because I think they were he was undercover or something. But yeah, he didn't really fight. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Tekken. He was in a Tekken movie. Yeah, he was in a Tekken movie yeah. as that character. So yeah. So um, I I I, I I'm, I'm pretty sure even though we probably had touch on this a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on the characters and the acting? It's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, besides the Star Wars, most of his characters is like, he bring them to life anyway, or mm-hmm. they're him. You know, it's just him. You know, it's just, he just plays that character. You know, <laughs> just you know, he just plays that character. So, um, the Usher guy, Mr. Usher, I, it was nice to see him in a laid back role. Cause I think Independence Day, he was pretty much serious with a lot, a lot of mental issues. So it's kind of nice to see him, you know, mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah, they did pretty good. Roundtree just, He's just automatically a classic yeah. actor, you know, hands down. There's, I mean, it really wasn't much for him to really do in this character. Because yeah, um, like he he he, uh, he actually comes in on the last on the third act of the movie. All right. Yeah, yeah right. Yes, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, Sim, Sim Jackson is Sim Jackson. You <laughs> right. know, he steals pretty much every single scene that he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's very hilarious in the movie. Right. I feel like he really sells the whole absentee father and the whole redemption arc. You know, like like he like he sells that real well. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, like it's, it's Sam Jackson, and you know, <laughs> right. like there's not you, you probably count on, on one hand on how many bad performances he probably have. <laughs> but um, like I just like how in the beginning of the movie, how you see Shaft as the guy who we know him to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in time become this guy who is learns how to pretty much be a father. Right. You know, and learning that how to truly protect your child. I want to add a, um, a vulnerability in there, too. Yeah. Because he normally didn't have any father. You know. <laughs> no soft spot. Yeah. 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 Um, we actually get to see Shav's have a soft spot, you know, like he's, or in the beginning of the movie, well, in the, baby, you you actually, I don't think he was, he was there in the beginning of the movie where you see him with Regina King, I mean, I can just go with Regina King, (laughs) Regina Hall, and, you know, uh, before, you know, she, she leaves him, that you can tell that She's special. Okay. You know? oh, I, I thought I came in on the right time. <laughs> what part you came in? The car scene with him walking. They showed the buildings in New York and they got the sun walking. No, that's not the beginning. Okay. Yeah, you, you missed you miss like good five, ten minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, you, like, you see that he's in a state of life, well, a part of life where he has people who is special to him and that he really loves, you know. Even though him and the mother is not together, you can still tell that, you know, he, he, do, he still have that soft spot. And even though he haven't seen his son in 20 years, that he still have a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. And, but he also, he, he was sending him gifts. Because in the beginning of the movie, also, there was like, they showed like a time capsule of, uh, him sending him gifts or whatnot. Cause like, oh, like the- well, they do explain it because since I missed that part, <laughs> he did get on his, because I think he sent him some money. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I guess you ain't get the money, huh? Yeah. Your mama didn't tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, yeah, the part where he told yeah, him. Yeah, my stack. <laughs> yeah, um, you tell him about the, uh, 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 the 
the condoms. Like, mm-hmm. like, he, like he sent him a condoms one time. Uh, the Super Bowl ring that he throws. Right, so that goes in. So that's probably the part I missed, too, yeah. with the, the, the Super Bowl. Because when, when he said you still got it, yeah. I kind of just filled in the blank. Like, okay. Because at the end, they show him as an infant. So I didn't know. Mm-hmm. The time I didn't know they went over that part, but yeah, um, they did. It was like a little small uh, uh, time lapse okay. of you know throughout the years. Um, but yeah, but like at the end of the movie, he's this guy who is a little different from who he was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, then with Jesse Usher, like I did enjoy his performance. Uh, yeah, like, as you say, it was different. Seeing him in, in a little different role, mm. and not of a serious, serious role, right? Because I feel like in Independence of Resurgence, uh, for what the movie was, it was a the whole movie. I thought like the whole movie took itself way too serious, <laughs> <laughs> which it should not have. Yeah, the last one has a lot of funny parts in it. Because the, the original Independence Day was not a real serious movie, you know. It didn't well. It didn't take itself too seriously. Right. Where the part two, I probably like kind of did, you know. But I, I did enjoy him in this in this movie, and even his character and how he grows to be for how he, how he starts off being this. Timid. Yeah, little timid, and uh, what that was I looking for? Uh, 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 uh. Reserve. No. Yeah, timid, reserved, and laid back type of guy to being the, to being a more shaft like character. But I think the difference is that he was able to mix it, so he wouldn't, yeah. be, he wouldn't be a complete a hole. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's not like his father, so to say. He's he's still himself, but he's more aggressive than he needs to be. Right. You know. I mean, I. They they can show that they have that that biological you know shaftness that he mm-hmm. had like okay there are certain things about him he's going to get from his father and his grandfather yeah <laughs> you know so they did show that but he still was himself like you can definitely tell even though they have it where he kind of follows his father's footsteps he might become more like his father but there's still that that whole time that he was under his mother so mm-hmm. he's still he's gonna try to merge both of them which and that's something that you could tell from the other two that they kind of didn't have that, yeah. you know, that type just because of where they were, how they was raised. So he was able to see both sides, you know. Because like, I'm like, I actually like how they, you know, I, 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 I like how his, like his his character, um, grew, you know, and moved out the movie, you know, because a lot of people, a lot of movies, you see him, see the character become a become a badass like like that you know like you know. <laughs> now I'm just tripping <laughs> no I mean no you see, you mean, yeah. like you see the character who is real timid awesome mm-hmm. from a badass right but here you you see him grow into that role right you know even though there was little or they had reasons why yeah cause I mean a gunshot well first of all I, I always believe this cause I hate you know, being in the military, but people think like killing somebody is so easy. It's, I think it does. I don't think we were meant as humans to do something like that. And I think that's something that automatically changed. And when he had to kill somebody to protect somebody, he can kind of get over that. But we see in movies how that's a, that changes people automatically. So Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. Like, it just wasn't like he just came out. Like if they made him super tough after the bar fight, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, dude, you just had one fight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Most people kind of stay the same, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, if you shoot somebody, yeah, you kind of get a little aggressive after being in a firefight and getting your life handed to you. You, know, <laughs> you kind of, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. grow a little bit. <laughs> you know, also like how he was able, he was able to move past uh, his pain of not having his father, because like, he, like um, when he was talking to. Um, Alexandra's um, character and how he was at a dead end and didn't um, know how to make uh, I forget the guy's name the guy who kind of ran that whole complex building uh, who, who had the drugs yeah, um, I think it was Manny 
Yeah, Manny. Uh-huh. You know, he like, he didn't know how to make Manny talk. And the first person who popped it in the head, you know, of course, his father. And some people will avoid that all cost, but how he was still able to swallow his pride and go to his father, mm-hmm. you know. But see, I always believe there's that always. And like I said, I, I kind of grew up in that type of situation. So I always feel like there's always that you want to know more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So subconsciously, there's a whole lot. There's a there's a different aspect because you don't know. Because, I mean, think about it. If you just grew up with your mother, you only know her side of the family and her. But technically, we know that a lot of our genetics, like even for me, I found out that I look like my grandfather's son. Like I actually look like if I had that old built type back in the day, I look identical to him. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people don't know genetics. You get your genetics from your grandparents. You know what I'm saying? It kind of skips, you know, and that's the thing where, like I said, you kind of want to know you. There's always going to be that question mark you know and that's where like i think they even bring it up in here like uh you'll always be asking yourself what would happen if you didn't do it you know mm-hmm. or kind of like you know like how they tell you like just talk to the girl even if you hear no or just do that opportunity wherever you got an opportunity always take the opportunity because if you don't you're always going to be wondering what what happened right what, what happened so i kind of think when in situations like these because even when i meet people who are foster kids they have that question mark you know it's always going to be that, just that small, I want to know mm-hmm. something, you know. So I think he kind of used that instead of going to find them because mm-hmm. we don't really know what. And I and I kind of like they didn't really show that, even though we didn't know. Is that did she put put him down or something like, you know, was it really negative? You know, did she talk negative about, you know, because sometimes that can't happen. But I don't think she did because. Right. She was still giving him um, all the parts that you missed. Um, um, she would give him the presents right. that he sent, you know. So typically in those kind of situations where the mother is bashing the father, mm-hmm. they I don't think they would give right, them. Right. And I like the fact that they didn't, they kept her from being <laughs> ghetto and yeah. stuff like that because at the end of the day, that's your that's your blood. You know, if they, if that person, I always believe that. So if that person is willing to reach out, let them reach out, you know, as long as they not cause a harm. And it seemed like she was very protective of her son. Yeah. And like one thing about her character that I did like was the fact that like, even though she didn't want him to be around his father, it wasn't because she felt his, his father was a bad, was a bad person. Right. It was the lifestyle that he was living. Right. You know, like he knew as long as he had that lifestyle where he attracts gun gun gunfire <laughs> where he go, that her son would always be in danger. You know, and that was the reason why she kept him away from him. You know, and I asked her like that. You know, it wasn't anything because we like, know there's some people that do it just 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 because well, they not with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was it wasn't anything like that. You know, like which I actually like, and they actually made it where like she still liked him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She still like him. Yeah, because, like, they didn't break up because of not loving each other because he cheated or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was the fact of his life was too dangerous and she had enough. Right. You know. But, um, what's your overall thoughts? I was still talking about Alex Ship. <laughs> oh, well. But I thought, no, nah, but I keep it sure. I thought she was really a good love interest. Um, and that. I think she did really good compared to what we seen her in. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave her an opportunity to switch it up. You know, so I throw that little insight on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the chemistry between them was really well. All the characters, yeah, worked. I will really like it. Like I can literally see them after the movie all hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or if they happen to like, I, like let's say them two do get back together. I can see them all eating dinner now because mm-hmm. at the end, you know, you see all all the generation, the three generation, which is which is a great thing to see. I can actually see them. Maybe next Thanksgiving, they all sitting at a table eating together. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> it was. So, um, what were your final final thoughts? Final thoughts. What? 
Well, first of all, I enjoyed it, even though I didn't realize that I missed so much. <laughs> but that's a good thing because um, it was still really good. It was very funny. I didn't expect to laugh because most of these comedies, I don't, I don't like laughing at certain stuff. But mm-hmm. it worked, you know, and it it wasn't over. It wasn't like Kevin Hart cop movie over the top. It wasn't nothing like that. It mm-hmm. worked, and they did do and the slapstick that they used is stuff that nobody used in a while or is very predictable. Like, for example, him throwing up on a girl. <laughs> it was a complete surprise. Where in most cases, you know, they you can kind of predict it. I didn't really predict that, but. It was it was fun. It, to me, it was a fun, great movie. Fun, mm-hmm. fun, fun, awesome movie that wasn't. It wasn't hard to follow. It wasn't over the top, like with the physical fight and the the the, the gunplay. Because even with him shooting, they didn't even make it like he was a a marksmith. Like he's shooting a dude in the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> they teach you to shoot center chest. He's shooting in the shoulder. Like he's shooting, which is realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was very realistic, you know? And even, I know we talked about this. I like the fact that <laughs> uh, the grandfather shaft was uh, ready to fight fist to fist, even though, you know, you felt that he was going to put like that. <laughs> I don't want to, su- I'm not going to say what happened, but he actually, I like in movies where they throw down the guns and say, hey, Let's do this old school style. <laughs> I really like when movies do that. All I'm see is Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going like going in, uh, I kind of thought movies. I go, yeah, going in, I, I kind of thought the movie was was gonna be a little over the top, you know, like which a lot of comedy movies these days tend to tend to be, but. I, I truly, I truly enjoyed it. You know, it was fun. Uh, it was very entertaining. You know, like of course, it's it's, it's not no Oscar award winning movie. You know, so you really care. Like, <laughs> so you really can judge it on that level. Who cares? You know, <laughs> but it's it still is is a well put together, fun, entertaining movie. You know. Like uh, I like I said that because like a lot of folks, especially we look at critics, okay, you know they they judge everything on that level, right? You know, and you can't judge everything, any movie based on that criteria because some movies is not made, you know, for that. You know, some mm-hmm. movies is just made to be enjoyable and entertaining, you know, right? Or for whatever reason, you know, so you really can't. Put every movie to the same kind of test, right? Kind of like art, you know. Yeah, everything can't be a you can't compare everything to Picasso. Yeah, because <laughs> it's creativity. I, <laughs> I, I I get you, and that's where I, I get kind of annoyed because, like you said, people kind of do stuff like yeah. that. And it's like it's it's creativity, like like a dancer. You know, this is something like art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not like Chris Brown. Just even if well, we do know Chris Brown can can do moves. Most of his videos do Michael Jackson stuff, but is Michael Jackson the the staple? Like, if you don't do any like moonwalks, are you not considered a good dancer? Mm-hmm. Well, we have so many genres. You know what I'm saying? We got tap, ballet. Like, can it's just all about can you do it and it's enjoyable? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's an enjoyable move. This is like to me, I will remember though. These things <laughs> a year from now, you know, compared to I can't remember from the original Shaft. Like I don't really remember a lot of the scenes. Like watching it, it would be literally watching it all over again. So, yeah. Yeah. like, cause as as we were talking earlier, like a lot of the critics um, kind of pen had penned the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And which why one of the reasons why I never really gave too much thought into Rotten Tomatoes, um, because there always some kind of movie that I I enjoyed but had a low score, right? You know, or a movie that I thought was kind of bad had a high score, mm-hmm. you know. But like it's, it's it's weird when you see that it's like the Shadows audience reviews is that my check was in the high nineties. Mm-hmm. No, or in, in, in the 90s. You know, and Roger Miller is 34. Like, that's 
that's not even. Usually, you see a movie, <laughs> if it's kind of bad, it may be like a 46 and a 54, you yeah. know, soon close. Yeah, I've seen the 90s and maybe 60 or that. You're right. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be a 30. Yeah. If the audience say 90, I could see like a good 50 or something like that. Yeah. You know, like, so, like, it's really, like, so that, that tells me that <laughs> the people who are critiquing these movies, well, particularly this movie, I, I, I guess going back to what Brie Lawson said about, you know, like, it's, it's older white people, get white right, guys, you know, and Chef would not, is not talking to that, that, you know, group of people. No, you it's know. pretty much minorities. Yeah. And maybe, and the age is kind of different because you wasted it. It's targeting, it is targeting older people who've seen the original Shaft, but not even the original Shaft. Because, you know, some people don't like remakes, but some people will watch a remake just to see what point of view that they're trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you, then you just got this one main character. Mm. That has multiple movies that reach literally everybody. There's, I just keep it even in the United States. Everybody seen one Samuel Jackson movie <laughs> at least. Like you, you I have said, to, yeah. okay, I put it. The only thing change. No, actually, I was gonna change the age, but we can if we do the Credibles. If we include the Credibles with him as the freeze guy, he reached anybody that could talk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, ideally, yeah, like because everybody, everybody should have at least seen at least one. Like, he does at least two, three movies a year. We have to say you have no one has not seen. If you're at least five years old, you have at least seen one. Yeah. I, I think it's it's fair to say mandatory unless something happened to you. Or you live in a rock. Yeah, you live in a rock. You. I would say if you did, you would sleep in a coma or something, but <laughs> it had to be somewhere where you were not able to have TV. If you're not, you have to be somewhere where you can't watch TV at all. You've never seen a movie or you're limited to movies. So you got to be stuck in maybe like one of those, you got to be <laughs> like a cold or you got to be, I, I even think people in the Amish country probably <laughs> seen at least one. I think it's, it's really safe to say Every American who was born and raised in America, we just make it smaller, mm-hmm. have seen one movie. Or now, do we want to put snippets? No, I'll say the whole, whole okay, movie. Okay, a whole movie. True. From Pulp Fiction to. I still, because like I said, with the Credibles, that automatically opens up a whole nother age category. <laughs> True. It, it, it does. And then Incredibles 2. Was one of the biggest selling movies of all times, <laughs> up there with Toy Story. So, and everybody knows Toy Story. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really gonna say, and that he's going to reach all doors, ship, even uh, you know the the other three characters they're they're limited. You know what I'm saying? They're limited. But Samuel L. Jackson literally can I would say definitely ninety eight percent. Of Americans who watch movies should know who he is, and I'm seeing one of his movies at least. Oh yeah, and oh, oh yeah. And, and one final thing I do want to say is this movie also I feel like it, it kind of embraces the whole reputation mm-hmm. and how, especially like you, you look at the movies in the, the older movies in the 70s mm-hmm. and uh, early 80s, like it always had that. Imp- Black empowerment, right. you know, and that those positive messages, and you do get that within this movie. And they didn't overdo it. Yeah. I want to say that too, because uh, the white. I mean, yes, he did say you know the white man and <laughs> this and all that, but it kind of worked for him yeah. for his age and in the, the style that he was talking to his his son. It worked. It wasn't they didn't over push it, which yeah. I kind of like because it's like, come on, man. <laughs> So there's some things where we don't have to, yeah. they don't have to keep saying it, you know. So I just think it was balanced. Mm-hmm. It was really, really balanced. And it was one of the few times I actually laughed a lot. I think <laughs> I was rolling the whole, I think a lot of people was rolling in that one too. So It was. So going to our 
famous grading scale. I mean, and I don't think it's really famous, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, scale to one to fifteen dollars. Uh, how how will you rate this movie, or will you give it a refund? I do fourteen. Fourteen. Well, I'm not gonna go that high, but I'll give it ten. <laughs> I thought you was gonna go high. <laughs> no, I would definitely pay full price for this movie. I give it ten. Like it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. You know, it's a fun, entertaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my grading was high, but it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the mood, in the in the motion of talking about it. it was like, wow, it's mm-hmm. awesome. But it, it it was a good movie that we've seen in a while. Compared mm-hmm. to you compared to Ram of the World. Yeah, we kind of seen some bad movies. <laughs> even even for not the podcast, <laughs> I've been seeing some really. Yeah, usually I try to. I'm very usually I'm picky on what movies I go to see in theaters. Usually. But you know, before a podcast, like, hey, oh wow! Like ever since we did the, what was the one with the hotel, the prisoner movie? Oh, uh, Death House. Yeah, ever since Death House, I've been watching. Oh man, I seen the Netflix time travel. Like I just told you, I was just tired of time travel. <laughs> oh man, I was watching this other movie I was telling you about earlier, Jim and I'm like, man, it was just nothing held my attention recently. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I guess that would do it for today's uh, episode. And remember, always, if you ever have a movie suggestion you want us to do, um, leave us a message, and we will definitely go and do a podcast on it. And with that said, uh, next week's episode, we will be doing what will men... No, what do men want? (laughs) We are? Okay. Yeah. All right. And remember to like, share, and pass it on to your friends. But till then, I'm James. And I'm Theo. See you soon. Hi, James here. I just want to take a quick time out to let you know that you can support Film Nerds by becoming a monthly supporter. With that, it will allow us to keep growing and help us to create better and more content. And also, with the Anchor app, you can call in and pretty much become part of the, of the podcast by weighing in on each discussion and debate. You can also leave us comments and messages um, with your suggestions on topics and different movies that you want to discuss. And as we continue to grow, we thank you for your love and support.